We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to take a moment before we begin oh, yeah. to thank everybody. Ryan Orvat is here. Uh, I'm Bart Winkler. Good morning, everybody. This is September 15th, the Friday edition of the show of 2023. If you go back far enough, the first edition of this show, the podcast, was September 15th of 2022. So I've now been officially doing this for a year. So congratulations to all of us that make up this great community. Including you, Ryan Horvat. Thanks. Hey, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Once every week to do some NFL picks. Some I was kind of hoping you'd be like, oh, wow, Bart, that's so great. You've really picked yourself off your feet since... No? Well, yeah. I mean, like, you're doing a great job. I mean, I think you should be doing your own national show from the lakefront to the riverfront. Maybe next year it'll be the Bart Winkler and Ryan Horvath show if you'll have me. Or because it'll be weird, like if I'm doing a podcast and you're doing a podcast and we're like just talking about the same stuff, like we might as well just combine into one podcast, like when I'm working from home next year, too. So uh keep keep me keep me in mind. Maybe well, we can and, get- we have to, and we have to bring Rami. Rami's not working. See, this is what I see. This is my idea. Have you ever seen the movie Pirate Radio? Like I keep telling Steve, aka Sparky. I feel like I can't call him Sparky anymore. Like whenever I'm like talking, like, you know, like my, I'll be like on the phone with my mom and like my phone will be blowing up and she'll be like, Oh, you got to get off the phone. I'll be like, Oh no, it's just Sparky. It's like, you know, she's probably like, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> Steve, I, we, like we gotta, there's, there's so much talent. Think of like what you could do now. What if we all just took over the building, right? You and Rami could do mornings. I'm never waking up that early. I'm the new midday. Oh, I'd guy. love to bring Freems back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a good point. It could be. Oh yeah, Chuck and Winkler. And uh, I love you, but you know, I want to do. Here's what I would do. I want to do uh, the Bart or Chuck and Winkler from six to ten. Then Sparky can do his midday madness, and then I'll do an hour with Sparky, and then it can be the Ryan Horvath show, and I'll produce for you, and then it can be the Rami Makloff and I'll produce for him. I just want to be with you guys all day. Yeah, I like it. I would go Chuck and Winkler mornings. 
I would go, uh, I'm the new Bill Michaels. I'm the cock of the building, right? From the lakefront to the, I'm the guy too. I want to do like the Harley rides, right? Cigar dinners, but my cigar dinners, I removed the tobacco and it's just like all of us getting stoned, like just like bitching about Aaron Rodgers' death. Uh, and then after that, see, we'd have to have like the Wendy's big show. We'd have to reunite them, you know? I mean, I think that could be done. Yeah. Steve fucking coughing on the air. Gary just asking questions that he could easily Google. Leroy just showing up in the middle of the show, just like autograph and stuff in the middle of the show. He's Leroy. He could do whatever he wants. And then, yeah, I wonder hey, who's, that, who's that Joker that who's that the, the Joker that got paid. It's like Gary. That's that's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, no, no, the other Joker, Joe Burrow. Yeah, yeah, him. <laughs> okay. I wonder if Rami would want to be the host of the Wendy's Big Show, or if he'd want to go solo nowadays, though. No, I think for Rami, the less uh, you know, work you have to do, work, the better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good I think point. That's good. All right, so we're gonna go through the week two games of the NFL. Um, there's a lot of underdogs. I think I like just taking the initial stab at it. There are some. I think because there's going to be like a lot of narrative correction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That always happens in week two or week and, and week one, man. Week one, especially from a fantasy standpoint or just a stat standpoint. I don't think Burrow had 100 yards. Uh-oh. Lamar Jackson, because Burrow and Lamar are the two guys I drafted a bunch. Every time Lamar Jackson got to the five-yard line, he's like, oh, here's Justice Hill. You can have two touchdowns. I, mean, I don't know what that was about. So there weren't a lot of stats. Big Ron, you know our buddy Big Ron, uh, his theory is the NFL didn't like how low scoring week one was, so they're going to be calling pass interferences all over the place. He might be right on that, though, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I brought it up, but, you know. I don't think Big Ron's off on that. I think he knows his shit, too, so. So let's let's start with the – oh, before we get into Sunday, Saturday's slate for college is ass. Oh, God, yeah. It's terrible, dude. I bet uh, LSU pretty big against Mississippi State. I think LSU bounces back. I bet uh, Florida when it was seven and a half. What's the best game, honestly? It's not Colorado, Um, Colorado State. Now it might be. Houston, there's two unranked teams. I don't know. Alabama goes to USF. You're going to have to probably tune into the BetQL tailgate to kick off 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern, and I'll tell you what the best games are and what the best bets are because honestly i mean i have a lot of bets this weekend i have 32 bets so you get buffalo liberty will be pretty good you get um i bet iowa even though they're 28 point favorites florida tennessee i actually bet florida so i think that'll be closer than people expect um yeah man it's not the best card i I do want to see this colorado state colorado game now that colorado state's head coach uh Norvell's running his mouth a little bit about Dion, uh, Jay Norvell today. He said, when I talk to grownups, I take my hat off and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught me, which like, go eat one, you know, don't, don't poke Dion. Why are people trying to do this? Uh Oh, are you okay? I am going to bet the shit against, uh, I'm going to bet the house against Dion next week with Oregon. Yes. That's when you do it. Not Nebraska, not right. Colorado state. Well, Nebraska should have should have got the job done. One other thing I do want to mention, because as I'm on the Dan Shaney YouTube stream, you can catch all the YouTubes there. We just saved another guy 600 bucks switching to Dan for his insurance needs. Uh, check out Dan Shaney Insurance. 
We go down. You see, you see Giannis had more comments again. He did a some show. Yeah, we talked about it on our show last night, which I didn't quite understand because it's football season and I don't care. But like, can I be honest? I don't care about any of this stuff because here's the thing: Giannis is just like, is this about the the championship stuff? Yeah, the he says the same thing. Only every time he's talking, he's saying it a little more like, like there's something that didn't happen that he wants to happen. I'm not sure. I just, I, I really, if Giannis decides after this contract or whenever he's like, I'm done. I want to leave. Yeah, well, I don't, about I don't that, know how worked up I get. I, I feel like we got a good, I don't know. Here's the thing. like, what? And I don't think he's leaving. Yeah, he's just putting the pressure on the front office is what every superstar should do. He's like, hey, you know, uh, we got a championship. I want to continue to play for a winner. So let's make smart business decisions. Like, let's bring in the right people. Um, but the weird part about that is, like, the Bucks heard him, and then a week later he says it again. Like, the Bucks have to be like, well, what do you want what, what do you want us to do? There's nobody available. You want us to, what do you want, to sign campaign or some shit? Is that what this is about? Is it about Cameron Payne? Yeah. Isn't he the one See, available? I, just, I don't care about any of this stuff, man. I don't think Giannis is going anywhere. All right, I'll have Tim edit that out. Let's get to uh, Sunday's picks. Why? Why are you going to have him edit it out? Uh, it's just a joke. No. Uh, let's start with the big one. The I will have Tim edit that out since the joke didn't land. Gotcha. It looks like the Chiefs are going to have Travis Kelsey back. He may be or maybe not dating uh, Taylor Swift. Uh they're going to have Chris Jones back. So that's big for the Chiefs. So they moved to three and a half point favorites, opened at three against Jacksonville on the road in Jacksonville. The Jags, three and a half point dogs with a total at 51. I actually bet the over at 49 and a half. And I bet just this morning when I woke up, because we got a three and a half, the Jags at three and a half. I like the Jags a lot, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Trevor Lawrence is going to have a big year, uh, improved offensive line. Travis Etienne, I like him. Out of the backfield, catching balls. 1,200 yards rushing last season. And then Kelvin Ridley. Kelvin Ridley looked damn good week one, didn't he? Caught a touchdown. Anytime touchdown cash for us. I like Christian Kirk. I like Evan Ingram. And then on the defensive side of the ball, that's like my only concern about Jacksonville. But uh, I think they're going to keep this game close. I think this is going to be a field goal game. Um, you know, the chiefs are still trying to figure out other than Travis Kelsey, who's going to be working his way back from this injury, who their number one wide receiver is. Kadarius Tony had a bunch of bad drops. Give me the Jags plus three and a half. I wrote uh, lyrics for Taylor Swift when she breaks up with Kelsey, if they're really dating. I saw that you put them on Twitter. I liked that one. That was a good one. I want to, I want to sing how the song goes though. Do it. It goes, we met one hot summer night. We knew from first sight you were more than a friend, friend. But then you forced a big fight because you wouldn't hold me tight. We knew it had to end. See, tight end. I would have followed you to arenas, field, and domes. I want to be your quarterback. You should be my homes. Fuck you, Travis Kelsey, for leaving me. Why did you leave me, Travis Kelsey, you fuck? That's all I got. I don't think that she would do that, though, because uh, T-Swift is the queen, and I don't think she would be just singing, fuck you, Travis Kelsey. You know what? Let me get a uh, new sheet of paper for the assignment. You take your time. I want to remind people about happyplacemp.com. 
The promo code is BART. HappyPlaceHemp.com has your gummy needs. Maybe that's what we'll do. Instead of cigar dinners, I'll do like a just everybody meets around and we can all chew a gummy and then see what happens. You got the THC ones. You got the Delta 8s. You got the Delta 9s. Delta 8s with the 50 milligrams. That we might stay home when you take those. The CBD CBNs help you sleep at night, night time. And the, the mango, the THC free ones are the mango. There's a bunch of different ones, options. They're all 25% off. And here's here's the we're doing the we're doing world's longest promo. So we are trying to think of when you know to do like sales and, and other sales. It's always 25% off. Always. Promo code BART. Every time you use it. Every win that Green Bay gets this season, we're gonna stack and at the end of the season. We're going to add it to the 25%. So if they win nine games, 25 plus nine, it's going to be 34% off for a week. So how about that? I love that. It's, it's going to, that's we're we're hyping a promo that is for months from now, but I thought it would be fun. They agreed. So yeah, I just like to try new things. It's, it's, I've been doing this for a year now. I just want to explore the space a little bit. See, I, I just want to do this, like long form stuff without the FCC and censors. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm away from FCC. I can say titties if I want. If Ooh. somebody wants to give me a free meal, then I can promote their business and not have to worry about payola. If your grandmother is really sick and she's about to die and you want to go visit her, you could do it and not have the company make you feel bad about it. That seems like a you problem, but I'm sorry about no, that. No, I'm just I, not me. My grandmother, she's already oh, dead. Oh, just hypothetically? I, I, yeah, I was just throwing it out there. You know, if she were to come back and die again, I'd hope to go see her. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, so I like Jacksonville. Yeah, to win. Oh, Jags money line. Yeah, let's I go. I think, down. I think they go zero and two. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Like, hey, let's cheers our coffee, our morning coffee together for that one. Fuck it. Cheers. Hey, the Jags are now that they killed Rogers. I hate the Jets. You know, I compare it. Can I talk about it real quick? Yeah, I was gonna wait till we got to the Jets, but what, who cares? Okay, well, no, no, we'll hold off then until we get to the Jets. Well, no, so the Chiefs, they've got Jacksonville, and everyone's going to panic. What's wrong with the Chiefs? It's going to be the top story. Then they're going to rip off wins against Chicago, the Jets, the Vikings, the Broncos. They'll be 4-2 and two in no time. But 
I think they are yeah. going to get another hiccup here against yeah. Jacksonville. They'll yeah. be fine. They'll make the playoffs. They'll probably either win the West or take second to the Chargers, but they're not going to miss the postseason, but they're going to start 0-2, and then you're going to see the stat, teams that start 0-2, blah, 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 yeah. Super Bowl hangover. No, they played a Lions team that's eager and plucky, and they had guys that were out. Uh, Chris Jones then comes back, loses money in the deal. Don't get what he's doing there. And then they're at Jacksonville's, I mean, Jacksonville's the real deal, dude. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree with everything that you just said, man. It'll be Chiefs 0 2. You'll turn on like, well, I won't, but somebody will turn on like FS1 or ESPN and it'll be like Crazy Dog and he'll be like, no, 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 no. Patrick Mahomes starts 0 2. Johnny Unitas would have never started 0 2. You know, and it'll be freaking out about the Chiefs and then they'll go 14 and 2, you know? Yeah. Everything's going to yeah. be fine, but. This is the year of uh, the Chinese calendar. I, I follow it strictly. I was born in the year of the rat. Yeah. Um, and this is the year of the jag. <sighs> That's not true. It's not. Um, but whatever. And I, I don't understand it. But I do think I was born in the year of the rat. What else is happening on Sunday? All right, so that's that's uh, we're on agreement on that one. All right, let's move on to the next game. Let's go over to another big one out in Buffalo where the Bills are going to be pissed off after losing to Zach Wilson and the Jets. Nine and a half point favorites, open to eight. I hit it at eight. I hit it again at nine and a half. The total is 47. They're going against the Las Vegas Raiders coming off a week one victory over a shitty Denver Bronco team. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't look half bad. Thought he died on the first drive. Other than that, looked pretty good. Um, I took the Bills. I think this is a great bounce back spot for the Bills. They're going to be pissed off, like I said. Josh Allen's not going to throw three stupid picks. I think Josh Allen's going to be just fine. Give me the Bills. I think the number's too high for me. So I think I, I would take the Raiders on the money. Or not, no, no. I would take the Raiders for the points. I Bills will win, but I don't know. They just, Josh Allen did play pretty sloppy. No, he did. Like, like inexplicably. Do you agree with Rami's take that he sucks? No, and that's why I, I brought Rami back from wherever the hell he's been, the upside down for the last five months. I did you see Rami's goodbye on Twitter? I made fun of him for it. Yeah, I did. When he well, when he left Sacramento, because his yeah, goodbye was basically like, "Guys, your town's great. I don't like being here." And he signed off. He's just like, "I miss my mom, and my dog doesn't like the parks here. See ya." Yeah, it's very is very different kind of goodbye. But no, I I I told him you what Josh Allen did on Monday is what you always think he looks like. Josh Allen, that's not what he should look like. He's better than that. So I I don't know. I just the Bills nine and a half is too much for me. Yeah, what about Baltimore, Cincinnati, Cincinnati? Now a three and a half point favorite. I bet him at three. I like the Bengals, same thing. I know that the Ravens are a good bet against the spread, and I like the Ravens to win the division. But, you know, again, everybody thinks now Joe Burrow stinks. That Browns defensive line is much improved. That's why I liked the Browns last week to win that game. But I think since he bounces back at home, I also like Jamar Chase to score an anytime touchdown. Uh, I want to take Baltimore here, but I think, again, things are going to even out a little. So Baltimore won, Cincinnati lost. Where I see the Chiefs starting on two, I don't quite see that for the Bengals. You want to talk about the teams that's going to be pissed off. I mean, they look – they just got embarrassed by Cleveland. I could yeah, take – I could ride with you on the Bengals here. Three. See, I might like it better at like one or two. 
I'll, well, I'll yeah. go with you. It, it opened at three, and now we're at three and a half, which I think is very telling. I, I like the Bengals. We might oh, be reluctantly because I think Lamar Jackson has a decent game. Yeah, but I'll take the. I, what's the over under? Forty six. 46 and a half now. I would actually bet the over in this. Game. I like the over. I think there's going to be some points scored in this game. I agree. Like a 28-24 sort of thing. Yeah, I agree. So I'll go Bengals there. All right. I'm going to take a dog here because the next game, 1 p.m. kickoff Eastern time, so 12 of you guys, obviously. Uh, Titans, three-point dogs. 45 and a half is the total going against the Chargers. This opened at three and a half, went down to three. Dude, I would really want to believe in the Chargers, but like last week looked like the same Chargers team. It's third and one. They have a four point lead. This was your team. And they fucking empty out the backfield. Isn't this like, your AFC team besides the de- yeah the de- the defense just kind of like Tua was playing without his left tackle Armstead, and Joey Bosa and Cleo Mack were still on a milk carton. They couldn't get any pressure on him. So I don't know. Chargers will probably be fine, but I'm going to take the points here. Actually, with the Titans, this seems like the perfect. Vrabel game where Ryan Tannehill looked like shit last week. He was holding on to the ball for like nine seconds in the pocket. Derrick Henry still looked pretty good, but this just seems like the perfect Titans cover, doesn't it? I disagree. Oh, I don't know. The Titans. Oh, my Titans theory. Yeah. What does this say about him? Feel like your theory. I'm like kind of going with your theory here. The theory. Okay. Yeah. The theory is this would be a Titans game. This is a Titans win. Yeah. Everybody wants a win too, because everybody's gonna play the Chargers. Like, yeah, Tannehill blows. They're at home, dude. Yeah, yeah. I gotta go. The tight, the Titans theory is when everybody picks against them, that's when they win. Vice versa. When they start to look good, they the tight the Titans theory that I've long subscribed to would mean that they win this game. Yeah, I think we have to go Titans here. So I wish uh, that we were doing. If we were doing live terrestrial radio, yeah, right now, you yeah. said milk carton, and then our producer would have chimed in and said, "What do you mean?" And we'd say, "Oh, when you're missing, you go on a milk carton," and then he'd say, "I've never heard of that." And then we'd you never heard of that, and then we'd do a poll. Mm-hmm. Do you guys understand the milk carton reference? And then he would say something, or I would say something like, "Do we? Who even drinks milk?" And then you would say like, oh, Soul Asylum, they were all on the milk carton. They were all missing. That video was so cool. Runaway, runaway trend. And then I would be like, and then we'd get a call and it'd be like, hey, I put milk in my cereal first. And then we'd have milk mustaches and we'd never get to sports. It would be the, oh, it's such a dream. Everybody that's in sports, we don't actually like talking sports. We want to talk about milk and yeah. music from the 90s. Yeah. And like, are you afraid of clowns and shit like that? But on a podcast, we're stuck talking sports. Yep. Well, if you want to talk Soul Asylum, we can, because I thought that Runaway Train was a great song. Call you up in the middle. Do you know the song String of Pearls? Yeah. That song's weird. It is weird. But Runaway Train isn't. I can go where no one else can go. All right. Titans. Theory. Plus three. Did they ever find any of those kids? Yeah, actually, after that music video, they found a bunch of those kids. It was like a really good story. Soul Asylum like saved a bunch of fucking kids. They, they so Google it after the show. Anybody out there today that maybe like you know maybe maybe the mornings kicked you in the balls and you need. What a if nice- you're the one family in that that like Soul Asylum puts out this video and nine of the ten kids are found, and then you're the family the kid wasn't found. 
Is that too dark? Yeah, a little bit, dude. Especially like as a parent. Like, I don't want to fucking think about that shit right now, man. It's football season, damn it. And then that song comes on 30 years later when you're shopping for groceries and you're like, never mind. Tim, post, go ahead. Oh, no, I may have made a big mistake. So I missed them. I got a bad number. I bet the Lions actually at home is five and a half point favorites against the Seahawks. We all crowd like Seattle may not be as good as we all thought. Like Gino might still be Gino, right? And, and, and the Lions might be the real deal. I think it's going to be the Lions. It's going to be the Packers in the NFC North. That offense looks good. Defense looks much improved. And it did the last eight weeks of the season last year. Um, but damn, it's down to four and a half. I bet a crappy number. I hate myself for this. All right, I'm going to take the Lions still. I'm going to stick with what I bet. So I, I bet the Lions, but I, I got a bad number. So I will get the better number here as we bet the consensus on this show, and I'll take Lions four and a half. What do you think? This game's in Detroit. Do you think Seattle bounces back, or do you think the D is for real? Eight mile! Ford Field held a watch party for opening week. Yeah. They had fans at their stadium last week when they were on the road. I think that fan base is going to go – Cuckoo bonkers banana boys. I'm kind of jealous because like they just enjoy the games. They don't tweet me about the quarterback the whole time or like celebrate like when their former quarterbacks die and like get free drinks off of it. And it just like they seem like they don't do the wave when their team's on offense and they're just really excited about the product. Like who's excited about Packers football at Lambeau? Meemaw? No, I'm just kidding. Everybody's exciting. Best, best, best atmosphere in football. I was just kidding. Go on. I'm tired. I like the Lions to cover. Really? I thought you'd go Seahawks. No, I I mean, I, I, the Lions at home, they're going to be all charged up. they got, got a couple go. more days of rest. The, all, all the signs point Lions. Um. Yeah, I agree, dude. So, Packers, are we saving that one for last, even though it's a noon kick? We are because we're making people – if they want the Packers pick, they have to listen to the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, good point. Although yeah. now you can just, like, fast forward to the end, I guess. Yeah, don't do that, though. Bears opened as one-and-a-half-point favorites on the look-ahead. Then they were three-point dogs because they had a shitty loss to the Packers, and Tampa Bay went into Minnesota, as we predicted, I predicted, and beat the Vikings. I bet the Bears plus three. I think that's one of the best bets you could make. That's a four and a half point adjustment. I know they didn't look good, but it's over like it's a big overreaction. I think they bounce back. I don't think Tampa is going to look as good. They didn't even look that good. I like the Bears plus three. It's a number play. What about you? I like the Bears to win. Ooh, Bears money line. Yeah, I like the Bears uh, going down there. I did. I have this weird app that is called Fliff that lets me bet. Really? I've never heard of this. Yeah. I only know about BetMGM, the king of sports books. Well, and Splash Sports, where you could play in my survivor pool if you have. And if you did, hey, I got a week two pick em pool. Splashsports.com backslash Winkler. Splash. Here's the, here's the parlay I did. All money lines. Five to win 60. Okay, hit me. I like uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars that I have said. I like the Chicago Bears. And the other team I like is the Carolina Panthers to win at home against the Saints. Yeah. Me too. So that's my three. So it's my upsetty week. So I like the Bears. And I think I skipped ahead, but uh, I like the Panthers. Are they a noon game too? 
No, no, that's actually Monday Night Football, but we'll get to that one. I oh, like that's that. right. Double header time. I like them too. We'll talk Sorry. about it. Oh, here's here's another one of my favorite bets of the week. Uh, two signals here. You faded Arizona at home, and you bet the Giants after a 40 to nothing loss to who I'm telling everybody is the best fucking team in the NFC. Dallas? Yeah, oh, God, yeah. I think they're going to win it all. They got to stay healthy, but that defense, I don't want to get too crazy here. I mean, that defense might be, like, historically good. I mean, it really might. Like, Dan Quinn could have had a head coaching gig probably, and he was like, fuck it, I'll stay here. Like, we're going to do I like that, like, now, you know, what's uh, Fossil's kid, Bones, they call him. He's a special teams guy. All these guys that McCarthy was in that shack with for a year. Yeah. They, like, came out and it worked. Do who do you like more? Like, right? Let's say that there's two guys, they're stranded on a boat. There's lightning, there's thunder. One of them's going to die, and you can only save one. One's Mike McCarthy, and one's Matt LaFleur. Who are you pulling out of that boat? Great question. Uh, I think what would it, no, I'm not, sa- I don't want to save one. What? You're going to let them both die? I thought you were going to ask who's going to get off the island. Well, LaFleur, because he's skinny. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing trolley problem with Mike McCarthy and Matt LaFleur. Who would you rather go to, who would you rather go to a nightclub with? Well, LaFleur, because, you know, I'd rather go with Mac. I think if they were both on a desert island, deserted, and only one of them was going to survive, I think McCarthy would just sit there and hang out for two days. And Lafleur would like eagerly try to get off the island as quick as possible. He would make all the mistakes, and then McCarthy'd be like, "No, all I had to do this whole time was this," and then he'd be saved. Should we? Should we? Uh, should we poll question it and see if anybody even responds? Who's more likely to survive on a desert island? No, no, no. I would rather do. Who would you? Who would you rather? Who would you rather go on a golfing trip with, Mike McCarthy or Matt Lafleur? Who do you think would win? I don't think there's anything I'd rather do with Lafleur. I would. I would. I think everything. The answer to everything I'd rather do with McCarthy. Same. Who would you rather have as the head coach of the Green Bay Packers for this team, Mike Mike McCarthy or Matt Lafleur? I'd rather have Matt Lafleur. So. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't. With this team. All right. Anyway, uh, who you like? I like the Giants a lot. What's the spread? Five and a half. It doesn't matter what the spread is. I'll take the Giants all day. Hell yeah, brother. All right. We move on. And, I, and I'm picking up their defense and fantasy because I'm a I'm a defense streamer. And I know every time I do that, it bites me in the ass. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure Josh Dobbs is gonna cook for like three touchdowns. Giants will win, but yeah. Yeah. Um, James Connor's gonna have like three hundred yards. I hope he's on my fantasy team. He's fucking questionable, though. Uh, A lot of dudes are. Dude, the board is flying this morning. I don't know what's going on. Uh, San Francisco out to eight and a half. (laughs) They opened six and a half. They beat the shit out of the Steelers. We were off on that one. Um, I bet San Francisco at eight. Now it's at eight and a half. McVay is owned by Kyle Shanahan. I know the Rams won that game. And by the way, Matthew Stafford, week one, was a magician. He was the best quarterback. He's throwing to Puka and Tutu, but I think San Francisco's defense is going to lock up Puka and Tutu, and I think San Francisco's offense is for real. I got to admit, like, 
You know, Brock Purdy, I loved him at Iowa State. It was him, Brees Hall, Matt Campbell. Remember, we talk about him every week. We do the picks, and I love them. And they, they were shit. They would always fucking lose big games, man. They never covered the number for me, and I was like, oh, Brock Purdy's dumb. Remember, he got benched for Hunter Deckers. Who so is he had, good? Like, he had one really good year, and then he turned into crap, and he got I'm benched. I'm still having a hard time believing that Brock Purdy is actually good. I don't know. He's playing with a lot of confidence. Brandon Ayuk's really good. I'm, I take the Niners. 49ers, eight and a half is fine. I'll go. Or no, let's I go think eight. one thing that you look at with this game is, you know, you always look home and away. I think we've seen Niners-Rams games in L.A. before. Those are Niners home crowds. So outside of sleeping in their own bed. Yeah, I like – I. the Niners really piss me off. Yeah. I don't like this shirt. It looks like I'm wearing a dog collar. I actually like that shirt a lot. Yeah, the shirt's fine. This the dog collar thing. I think that's no. I, I actually like those collars because you know what the, you know the collars I don't like is the one where like your your undershirt's showing or if like you don't wear one at all you kind of like got that like hillbilly look going on. I like a good like. I like the deepest V as possible. Like, like well, I do like a deep V too. You know, I go very European. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that that I'm wearing a buck shirt. Uh, so I like the Niners to cover as well. All right. Let's move on. 425 kickoff. Your Broncos, three and a half point favorites, total 39. Wait a minute. On my tracker, it says I bet the Broncos. I didn't bet the Broncos. Why the fuck did I track that? Hey, if anybody out there is looking at my, I did not bet the Broncos. I'm going to pick the Broncos, though. Am I? Or are the commanders going to beat them? I don't like this game. Yeah, this is a shit game. I'm going to take. What are you going to take? I'm gonna take Washington. God, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Broncos. I think Sean Payton's gonna win like four games this year. I I may agree with you. Let's. I don't even want to talk about this game to be honest. I don't either. I, let's just get. Let's just. Let's not even like. Let's let's just get. This is. I'm so disgusted. What's cool is it makes it an easy decision on the new because I missed the game mix, but now like the four box you get to choose. So, this oh, so makes- you have YouTube TV? Yeah. Oh, everyone's creaming themselves over YouTube TV last weekend. Not me. Because I got Direct TV, and they give us the Scott Hansen Red Zone channel now, but it wouldn't let me watch on my TV. I could log into my Direct TV account online, and oh. so I had to watch it on my computer. Fuck that. Yeah, you got to get the Sunday ticket. But the only problem is they got rid of the game mix. I like to watch every – I like on one of my TVs to have every game, and and now you got to, like, pick – it's like a choose-your-own-adventure, like four box. But uh, this this makes it easy. I don't give a fuck about the Commanders or the Broncos. Excuse my language. All right, we move on. Um, Oh, we, we forgot about – hold on. There was, there was one game we forgot oh, about. Oh, you forgot Colts-Titans. I did. I ah God, I'm gonna take the whoosh. I'll take the Colts. Anthony Richardson actually looked pretty good. I know he's dinged right now, but I'll take the Colts. Yeah. I like the Texans to win by double digits. Shut up. I'm not I'll, kidding. Uh, you're not. No. I Texans. think they're gonna I think they're gonna roll Indy. All right, Texans money line for you. All right, let's move on because we got some good games to talk about. Jets, Dallas, man. Now, I believe we had a Jets-Packers bet. I believe I bet you the Packers would win. More games no, we never did it. Is that null and void? 
No, I don't. You'd have to go back and check the tape. If the bet was made, then it's more money I'm going to lose on the Jets this year. Then I got to then I got to pay you out. No, I, I if we did make a bet, I. I still no. I, I still want the bet. I still I'll still have the Jets. No, that's ridiculous. I think that defense is really good. I think Rodgers was going to win a Super Bowl this year. I don't know. I thought he was going to play pretty bad. I don't know that it would have mattered. Brees Hall is really fucking good. You still have Delvin Cook. And Garrett Wilson might be that good. Like, Garrett Wilson might be like Devontae Adams good where Rodgers was really missing that last year. Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs are nice players. They're not like top five, top ten receiver in the league. When he had Devontae, he was the MVP of the league. Garrett so everyone's Wilson, taking wait, Cowboys I'm, as the survivor pick. What? Everyone's taking Cowboys for their survivor pick, and I don't blame them. I wouldn't. You think the Jets are going to win? No, but I, that wouldn't be my – that's not my survivor pick this week. I'm going with uh, Buffalo against the Raiders. You think the Raiders are going to fucking beat the Bills after the Bills just lost to Zach fucking Wilson? No. No, I, I do – This should be McCarthy Rodgers. That sucks. It, the whole thing sucks. Even if you hate Rodgers, I wanted to see what it would look like. If you're a football fan, like people are like, oh, I'm so glad Brady's gone. Why? Like I – like Brady, he's a fucking good football player. Like when Peyton retired, I don't know. Like, why would you not want the best players out there? Why would you not want Aaron Rodgers healthy? I think you're a total weirdo. If you, if you celebrated, here's the other thing. I hate like people that like celebrate injury, especially in football. It's weird. Like, didn't people it, like last year? Demar Hamlin almost died on that field, and everybody was like on social media. You know, was like, oh, you know, uh, football doesn't matter right now. This and that, but like. These guys put in their entire – they put their whole life into fucking the sport, into getting ready for the sport, taking care of their body. Rodgers was in great shape. Even if you hate him, you got to feel for that, man, because, like, he could go into a dark place. That's, like, your whole life. Like, what if you are an electrician and you get fucking electrocuted or you break both of your legs, you can't go to work, you love your job? Like, that sucks. Rodgers – I don't know. I think people that cheer for injuries are weirdos, man. Even if there's a difference between having a passion for – even if it's a major of the NFL and a like, I thought it was weirdo behavior when Rogers, outlets. What? when Rogers broke his collarbone and the Minnesota fans cheered and like put it on the front page of their newspaper as greatest moments in Minnesota history. That's weirdo behavior. You know, like I fucking hate Ben Roethlisberger. I don't want to see him tear his Achilles or snap his fucking neck on the field. I hate Deshaun Watson now. I don't think he's a very good person. I don't want to see him break his leg and be out for the year that's weirdo behavior but that's all i gotta say about that that said i'm gonna take the points with the jets i think there's gonna be a low scoring game and i i, I think the jets will cover it's it's nine now it it, it opened at three or at nine it would make sense i mean the jets everyone's doubting them the cowboys they won by 40 so it wouldn't make a little sense if somehow this was a closer game what are you gonna take cowboys i'm gonna take the cowboys they're my Super Bowl pick, so I don't hate it. It is Zach Wilson. He might die out there. Um, I'm confused. I think the Jets are going to fuck this up. Like, they're not going to oh, win a yeah. Super Bowl now, but you know, I think I think Salah's going to be too cautious with Zach. Think so? Yeah, I think they're going to be like, I don't know. Not that I ever thought Zach Wilson was good. I always, we always think of that BYU Coastal Carolina game. He got murdered. Yeah, dude. But 
you got to let him play a little bit. Yeah. I, the, whole, uh, the whole point of keeping him was because Rodgers is going to mentor him. Yeah. So let him play. I, uh, I know what I, I know what it's confusing me now. We have the doubleheader Monday night games. Yeah. I forgot about that. Well, it's not a true doubleheader. It's like a stacky. I don't like it. I don't either. You know, like give me like Tuesday night football or something. Then. Yeah, if you're going to do um, a doubleheader, do a doubleheader. Don't have two games at the same time. That's Well, one starts an hour earlier. Oh, great. Right. It's like throwing me off. All right, so let's go to Sunday night football then. 820 kick here. 720 year time. Patriots, three-point dogs. We got the three. Total 46 and a half. I'm actually going to take the Patriots. I bet the over in this game. I don't think the Patriots are going to be as bad as everybody thinks. And now that the Jets are fucked, they might end up sneaking into the playoffs. So I will take New England. Narrative is Miami's awesome, which they might be. Um, and that the Pats suck. But the Pats go home and we're catching three. So give me the Patriots. I'm going to save my Patriots pick until we do the Packer pick because they're tied together for me. Okay. Uh, so let's go to Monday Night Oh, yeah, so let's go to Monday Night Football and do the doubleheader. We both already said we like the Panthers against the Saints. I don't think the Saints are going to be what everybody thinks they're going to be. It's that simple. I'm going to take the points with Carolina, rookie quarterback, making his debut, Bryce Young. I know he played a little shaky week one, not a great offensive line, not many weapons, but I think they keep this game close. They might even win this game. Give me the Panthers plus three. Panthers money line for me. All right, Bart's going money line. I love it. We're on the same side there. That's why I think that's the sharpest bet you can make this weekend is the Panthers. I think that's the best bet all weekend. Well, not weekend because it would be Monday night, but you get my fucking point. Cleveland, Pittsburgh. Uh, I took the dog here too. I took the Steelers, but they got a bunch of injuries. It's a two and a half right now. I, I like the Steelers. I kind of like the I, – I think the Steelers – you know, Mike Tomlin, these teams are never below 500, so they got to win games, but – I don't like know. The Browns. the Browns are going to come in with some confidence. All right. I like the Browns. All right. So we got the Green Bay Atlanta game, and then you got your uh, correlation with what you're going to do with the Patriots. So the New England Patriots are on Sunday night football. And I've always thought that I make bets, and then sometimes you watch, you turn on the TV, and you go, oh, shit. Just you can get a feel. Like how. I think the Patriots, they're wearing their throwbacks. They're going to win. The Falcons are wearing their red helmets. We're going to lose this week. Because of that alone. So I'm going to take New England Sunday night. And I'm going to take Atlanta to win. Even though yesterday's show, I took Green Bay. I have now said the opposite of what I said. Yeah, I mean, we're both going to be. I learned. See, what some people don't realize is when you say one thing and then you say something else, it's because you get more information. Back in Egypt, they used to think the world was flat. And then one guy tested that theory. They would put different poles up, one down at the bottom of the Nile and then one up in Cairo. And then they would see at different times, they'd mark it, the shadows were different. That's how they learned that the earth must be curved because the shadows were not the same at the same time. They had more They had more information. I took the Packers yesterday. I learned the information that Atlanta's wearing a red helmet instead of black. And so now I'm saying Atlanta. That's it. 
I'm going to say Atlanta um, because the game's in Atlanta. It's a tough place to play. It's going to be a you know a loud road start for J Love. Uh, receiving rooms, receiver room, still a little bit beat up. And I still have concerns about Green Bay's run defense, which finished some metrics 31st, some 28th last season. And now you're going against Bijan and Tyler Algier, and Patterson's going to be active. And like everybody, like Desmond Ritter, uh, you know, if you talk to the people in Atlanta, everybody's worried about him because he can't push the ball down the field. Drake London only had one target. They're not using Kyle Pitts the right way. But here's a game where you're not going to want to throw the ball down the field because that's Green Bay's strength is their secondary. Even if, I mean, Darnell Savage looks so good week one. I want to see that again. But uh, I'm going to take Atlanta too. I think this is a good matchup for, for Atlanta. I bet Atlanta pretty big. Hate to say it. Because I'll tell you, like, man, I cried when Rodgers died and it sucks, but it makes the divorce like a little bit easier this season. You know, it's like if you and, it's like if two girls like you and one's like a little bit hotter, but the other's like, cooler nicer but then like you have to make the choice and then the hot one you find out she has like herpes or she ends up like dating somebody else makes it easier just to go with the good girl right so now now i'm just all in on the jordan love express i don't have to pay attention to the jets they killed my quarterback fuck them for life i can't even hear you i can't hear a word you're saying Oh, how long have I been on mute? For like literally 20 seconds. Oh, what I said was the Packers in week one, it didn't tell me anything. Like we didn't know what was going to happen in week one. And then now that we saw, I still don't know what's going to happen. Anything could, any outcome could happen. It could murder love. We say murder a lot. That's not what we mean. But people murder was the case that they gave me. Yeah, I'm going to take Atlanta, though. I'm with you on that one. Regrettably. And, uh, yeah, yeah. That's all I got, man. Are we not burning the jersey or what? We're going to have to burn the jersey uh, a little bit later on in the week because my wife's coming home for lunch right now, and she will be so pissed, and she's already not very happy with me. So if she comes in right now and I have a Zadarius Smith jersey on fire, I'm in big trouble. Yeah. Do you have a grill in your house? Burn it on the grill. That's how Hawkeye burned the Ronin uh, suit. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Next week, we got to keep the people coming back for more. All right. Ryan Horvat. Thank you, dear sir. Thank you. Thank you, as always, to Ryan Horvat, who is a dear friend and a great prognosticator. Now, I think we both took Falcons, which since uh, we recorded that, the line moved. The Packers were a point and a half favorite, and they've now moved to a point underdog. Look, there's just a lot of like we can break this game down from different ways, and I say that because we really didn't. But I don't know. There's there's so much unknown. I think Atlanta's defense could cause some problems. Uh, Bajan Robinson could cause some problems. Drake London and Kyle Pitts did nothing last week. This would be a good shot for us and me. You know, I, I don't really know what kind of pro quarterback Desmond Ritter is. So we'll see a bunch of different things. And we don't know how great the Packers are. I think if you're a Packer fan and you're coming into this game a little optimistic, I think you should. They just beat the Bears by a comfortable margin. And 
You got really good. I think the word is poise. A lot of people talking about how much poise Jordan Love had. So now we'll take it on the road again down to Atlanta and see what is going to happen there. The the Atlanta Falcons wearing their red helmets. I'm not kidding. That is like a thing. I think that the parlay I want to do this weekend is uh, Patriots Sunday night in the in the uh, throwbacks, the Falcons, and then the Browns are wearing their all whites. So they're, they're I just some sometimes the jerseys do like help. I know that sounds stupid, and there's probably no mathematical evidence to it, but it's my money, and I'll do with it what I want. The game tonight, and I say that as it's final, and I say it to you, and I mean last night, was the Eagles beating the Vikings 34-28. to This was a game where the Eagles just ran the football and ran the football a lot. And DeAndre Swift, who didn't get used at all last week, 28 carries, 175 yards with the score. Jalen Hurts rushed two touchdowns in himself. Uh, A.J. Brown, kind of slow night. Dallas Dallas Goddard, slow night. Devonta Smith had a touchdown, 131. And really, it's about, you know, the Vikings could not stop that. And the Vikings, who now fall to 0-2, they can't run. Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins is having a great start statistically to the season. It's shades of Matt Stafford Lions. Kirk's got 710 yards and six touchdowns in two weeks. I mean, if this is your fantasy guy. Right here, he's going to get numbers. They can't run. They 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 cut Dalvin Cook, who I don't know. I'm more on the like side that maybe he is a little gassed, but it's got to be better than what they're getting. And again, they only ran nine times, but they had 28 yards. So for the Vikings, you look at what they've got coming up, and they're they're in some trouble. They've got the Chargers. They're at the Panthers, Chiefs, at Bears, Niners, Packers. They're in some trouble already. That old two hole uh, looms pretty large for the Eagles at Tampa versus Washington at the Rams at the Jets Dolphins commanders. They're not going to go undefeated. They've got a stretch in there where it's Cowboys at Chiefs Bills Niners at Cowboys. So they're going to they're going to have some real marquee games coming up, but they could rip off a six and start easily. And I think that if that's, you know, just some of the narratives, like what what are the things that you're hearing? Oh, the Eagles played C-plus football and still won. You know, you're going to hear a lot of that. But the Eagles, I mean, they're dominant. Getting that performance out of DeAndre Swift on Thursday, this is certainly a team that is going to at least not give up their spot in the NFC without a fight. Another stat you're probably going to see a lot, Justin Jefferson is just 24 years old and now has more career yards than any Chicago Bears receiver in the team's history. All 100-plus years of it, no Chicago Bear in a Chicago Bears uniform has ever had more receiving yards than Justin Jefferson has already through his career. And, of course, he was in the draft with Jordan Love, so we're three years and change. And that's just another way that the Bears, you know, their fans are still reeling from Sunday, and all of a sudden they're a storyline tonight. <laughs> it's like, what? What did, what did we do? We didn't deserve that. We don't like that. Coming up, a little more football Sometimes I hashtag tack on an interview that I've done on CBS. This one's different. This one I did for the podcast. I did it for this show, and I'm going to use it on CBS. 
So this one's it's a different kind of tacked on interview. It's with Michael Lombardi, who is a longtime executive in the National Football League, has won three Super Bowls, um, was with the NFL, you know, network, still is with the NFL network, NFL.com. So a real good media guy, real respected. And he's got a book about football. And so what I do, it's coming up, hashtag tacked on is like a good solid 12 minute radio interview where the guy's got something to promote. And I've got a couple of questions I want to ask now for aspiring broadcasters. The, the rule normally is promote your thing at the end because then you've gotten everything you want. I try, if I can get it, I try to promote their thing in the middle. The risk of that is they could be like, all right, we're done. I promoted my thing. I want to go, but I try to promote in the middle to show them. I actually appreciate your time. And want you to plug the thing that you are doing this for. If Michael Lombardi doesn't write a book, I don't have him on. No, I maybe could try again in the future, but this was a this was through a PR thing, so whatever. You know, cats out of the bag. So with Michael Lombardi, he's coming up in just a second. I hope that worked. I just I just recorded or I paused my recording to cough. The cough's getting a little better. I uh, had a real bad fit on the way home. From the Steve tonight, I had to do a forward Madison game. I noticed a couple of things on the road. First of all, not enough people have their lights on during the twilight hours. People are driving a little too fast. I'm telling you these messages. Look, if there's anyone that needs to listen to these messages that we're sharing from the Wisconsin Bike Fed, it's probably me. Because, I again, this is what I told Jake the other day is we're uh, – we're talking or I'm like when I'm walking and biking or whatever, when I'm on the street, I'm very cautious. I'm very careful. I'm like, Oh my God. You know, you just, you, you, you look at it from a whole different perspective. When you're in a car, it's unbelievable how many things you miss. I mean, the other day, I kid you not before I started talking about this, there was like oh, a two minute stretch where I was on my, like, I don't even remember. I don't even know how, I don't even know how I drove. And that's ridiculous. It's sick, quite honestly. So this is just a reminder. You may be driving now. You may be driving later. Pay more attention, especially as the sun sets earlier. There are more crashes involving people walking and biking. Turn your lights on. Slow down. Look around. It's the big campaign that they have. And they've got a big event. So this is the Friday, September 15th episode. They've got a big event tonight. Check it out, wisconsinbikefed.org. Great place to, you know, have a drink or two, enjoy some live music, promote bike safety. There's a lot of good stuff for kids as well, so you might want to check that out. I would definitely go if conflict. So, Jake, I won't see you. Guys, I won't see you. We're, we're starting soccer again with the boy. Uh, these four now, last time we did soccer, you know, maybe a little too early. Did not like it. He's got more of his buddies in it. So we're going to start soccer again for a Friday night uh, six-week campaign through Milwaukee Kickers, which I hope does a better job. They they have these hour-long sessions for these kids, too long. But the first 20 minutes, they sit there telling each other their names and their favorite color. I came here to kick a soccer ball around, man. So we'll see if that happens. The other thing I want to talk about about my uh, travels, you know, everybody's like obsessed with Quick Trip. Fine. I stopped at two Quick Trips today because it's the only place I can get air for free in my tire. 
the the thing I think the thing that bugs me the most about Quick Trip is their rewards is the rewards card. You can't WisconsinBikeFed.org. I don't know if I said that. I think I did. You can't go to Quick Trip. You can't even put your items down before they ask you if you have a rewards card. Uh, I'm Dan. Do you have a rewards card today? And you have your rewards card, sweetie. And you have your rewards card. I mean, as if it's just some magical card that unlocks all these great. No, okay. I don't go to Quick Trip enough where I'm going to count my 15 visits so I can get a free fucking Slurpee. I'm getting real tired. I, I just, I look, I don't go there enough. There's not an app by me. I don't go there enough to be asked about my rewards card every time. I think in the history of Quick Trip, I've gotten one 99 cent Big Gulp for free. If I want to use my rewards card, I will give you my rewards card. If I, I, I just, oh, I really, I mean, I'm not, this pisses me off to no end because they act like this rewards card. I, I'm not one of these sickos that shares their Quick Trip stats. I got to get to every Quick Trip in the state of Wisconsin. How about you get to every, how about you get to every lake in the state of Wisconsin? How about you get, how about you get to every uh, museum in the state of Wisconsin? Okay. How about you get to every fucking Quick Trip? Well, this one looks different because the car wash is on Dad's side. Wow. Snap, snap, picture. You have your rewards card today? Um, and do you have, and then you're like, no. What? I just, I mean, honestly, this drives, this, this, of all the things that bug me in the world, the, 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 it's just so quick. They don't even wait until the end. They don't even wait till you're done for, for you to want to pay. They get, it's the first thing they say. And it bugs the shit out of me. If you couldn't tell. So Michael Lombardi coming up. Also do want to give some love to the Brewers. They have not gotten the attention they deserve from us this week. They win on Thursday afternoon, four to two. Adrian Hauser's back, five innings, two earned. Uh, real great lineup. Freelich, Contreras, Adamas, Telez, Donaldson, Monasterio, Terang, Taylor, Weimer. But they got it done. Uh, Brewers got it done. Big day for Tyrone Taylor, a couple of doubles. And the Brewers now sit at 82 and 64. Like we we keep paying attention. I said this the other day. We keep paying attention to the lead and stuff. I, eighty-two and sixty-four is a really good record. It is very very good. So they, I mean they they're probably going to climb into the ninety win total here. I saw this on Twitter from Spencer Pierce, and I'm going to take his word for it. He said if the Brewers go eleven and five. The Cubs have to go 15 and 0 to win the division. Brewers are four and a half up right now. If the Brewers go six and ten, so do bad, the Cubs still have to go 10 and 5. If the Brewers go eight and eight, the Cubs have to go 12 and 3. So not only are we in the driver's seat, as the tweet says, but it I mean, wild card game tickets are going on sale. That would be that first week of October, three, four, and five. Uh, definite post games for that will do. Uh, post game coming up this Sunday as well for Packers. But yeah, this is, I mean, they're almost as locked into 
a knock on wood, uh, locked into the NL Central as you can. And now people are already thinking, all right, well, what team what, of these teams that are fighting for a playoff spot, what is your prize? Your prize is you get to go to Milwaukee and face Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta. Uh, right now, that wild card spot, there are four teams within a half game of each other, the Giants, Reds, Diamondbacks, and Marlins. So oh, maybe we'll avoid the Cubs. No. Yes, yes. The Phillies would play the Cubs. Yes, and then we would play the sixth seed. I still get confused with baseball for some reason, even though it's how football always had been. I, I don't know why. Uh, I still get confused a little bit. So, yeah, Giants, Reds, Diamondbacks, and Marlins. One of those teams, maybe still the Cubs, but one of those teams will be coming here, and that will be interesting uh, and fun. And I think, you know, definitely want to try to get to a game. Playoff baseball, there's nothing like it. Uh, great for the town. It's awesome. All right, so post-game show on Sunday. I leave you now with the Michael Lombardi interview, which will be up on the Dan Shaney YouTube stream a little bit later. Uh, Michael Lombardi, the, the draw for him was he gets to be on the CBS affiliates, 100 stations this weekend. I don't know how pumped he would be that he's, you know, on this episode after 40 minutes of Horvat, after Brewers talk, after me bitching for five minutes about Quick Trips Rewards card. We'll get to you, Michael Lombardi. But first, do you know about this uh, regional gas stations rewards card? Michael Lombardi coming up next. The Bart Winkler Show. I am Bart Winkler. Who cares? We got Michael Lombardi here. Longtime <laughs> scout, longtime front office guy, three-time Super Bowl champion, new book coming out, which I do want to mention uh, in a little bit. Michael, so the big story in the NFL this week was Aaron Rodgers. And what, mm -hmm. like, it's like, it's like if there's hype for a movie for five months, and then the movie comes out, and every screen, the film shatters, and you'll never get to see the movie. What a terrible yeah. situation for, for him. I don't think the career's over for him, but that's going to be quite a journey back. What, what a range of emotions seeing that on Monday night. It was hard. You know, he, was, he really looked like he was in a good place mentally himself, and, uh, you know, he was excited. There was so much hoopla around the Jets, and unfortunately, you know, he had that calf injury before. Do you remember when Kevin – Duran had a calf injury, and then when he came back off the calf, he tore his Achilles. Those things kind of have a way of maybe giving us some, especially on older players. But, you know, he'll be 40 in December. Uh, Sonny Jorgensen had the same thing, walked off Yankee Stadium in 1972, never really played eight more games after that. Dan Marino had it in 1993, and he played six more years. So it's a hard rehab. Bart, it's a hard rehab, and it's going to take all his will and all his competitive spirit to go, come back. But, you know, he's under contract for $38 million, and so I'm sure he's going to want to come back. And what, why would you want to go out like that? He's too good of a player to leave the game like that. His old team, the Green Bay Packers, they get a win over the Chicago Bears week one. In watching that game, I didn't know how it was going to go. I mean, it could have gone a million different ways. What's this going to look like, Jordan Love? I still don't know what the Packers are. Even after one week, I think Jordan Love like is good, 
but I don't know what to make of this Packers team yet. We'll see against Atlanta this weekend. Did the week one performance of love, does that change opinions on the matter? Is it, oh, he's a good quarterback. Like he's not terrible. What are your outlooks on Jordan love? Just after, I mean, finally, you know, we've, I, you've been asked this question. Everyone has. And we're like, well, I don't know. We've never seen him. Well, now we've seen, but still just a little bit of him. Well, but I think this, we have seen a lot, though. Uh, we've seen that LaFleur has now changed the offense to Jordan Love. This is not Aaron Rodgers' offense. And this was something I wanted him to do last year. I wanted him to change the Aaron Rodgers' offense to help out Watson and Dobbs kind of become integrated into the team because – it was too hard for them to play in Rogers old offense because it required too much experience, but that didn't manifest itself this year. This is the love offense. And I think what you're seeing is he wants to get the ball to the backs in the past game. He, you know, he's going to try to run the game. I know Dylan didn't have a great game, particularly running the football, but he knows he's got a good defense. And if he can keep love from making mistakes and give him some easy throws scheme wise, this is a good team. This was a team that was undervalued all offseason. That defense is good, Bart. They're good. And they've got good front seven players. They can rush the passer. Uh, we're going to have to stop the run this week against Atlanta because that's been the Achilles heel of the defense with Mike Barry. But they should. They've got enough physicality up front. Walker being hurt could hurt them with it if he's not back to play. But I, I, I was impressed with Love. I, I think Love has to just accept the fact that he's a point guard. He can't replace it. No one replaces Aaron Rodgers. Just run the offense. And I think we'll see that again. They've got Atlanta this week. Some other things I want to ask you about week two here in a moment, but there's a new book out. You're the author. It's called football done, right? Setting the record straight on the coaches, players and history of the NFL. And I think what's, what's cool is one thing that I've been talking about a little this summer is the NFL man it's just, it's just getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. It's like the one thing keeping TV looking like what it used to do in the seventies where there's no, there's no other water cooler thing anymore. That's what I was saying the other day. You can't go into work and be like, Hey, did you see uh yeah. big brother? Did you see mass singer? No, but you can go and ask anybody of any demographic. You can go, man, that Rogers injury. And now you're talking for 10 minutes. It's like the last water cooler thing left. And I think part of the book is just the journey of, of how we got to that point. Yeah, I try to explain it. And for Packer fans, uh, you know, I tried to really explain what Jack Benisi did for that franchise. It's really unfortunate that Jack Benisi, who was the player personnel director during the 50s, uh, drafted all those great players before Lombardi got there. All of them. You know, all the coaches might want to take credit for him. You read the reports, you go through them all, and he was responsible. Now, he died of a heart attack in November of 60, and Lombardi at the airport in December after they beat the Rams to win the Western Division, you know, said, hey, we would not be here if it wasn't for Jack Benisi. He built this team. And I, I feel like this book is trying to help him get some recognition from the Packer organization. They claim, well, he wasn't the GM. Well, I, I've done enough research to know he was instrumental in getting all those players, but more so instrumental in bringing Lombardi there. That was really key for them. So uh, this book is a history lesson and trying to help people who I think have been lost in history a little bit. Clark Shaughnessy invented the T formation, you know, Earl Red Blake at Army with the lone end. And then some of the coaches who can't seem to get into the Hall of Fame, Mike Holmgren, 
Mike Shanahan. They've got a huge winning percentage and they can't seem to make it to the ballot. So I, I put together a criteria and then I talk about the top 100 players of all time. It also, as we're talking with Michael Lombardi, the just the way that the NFL, because there's been like, when the NFL started, we're talking 1919, we're talking 1920s. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, it's such a completely different world than where we're living in now uh, with TV, everything. Everything was different. And baseball had its run and boxing was like the biggest sport in the, in the country yeah. at the time. Football just seems to, everything kind of worked and then the TV and then the Monday night football and obviously TV has been a big part of it. It's such a like made for TV event. Yeah. And I write about television. I mean, without Monday night football, Miller Brewing Company would not have become a, a national brewing company. I mean, they took an advertisement on Monday night, Monday night in America. And I'm sure really in Milwaukee and all over was bowling night. It was bowling night all over. Bowling leagues were everywhere. And when Monday night came on the scene, you know, people watched either watch CBS or they watched NBC on Monday night or went bowling. And ABC took a chance and Howard Cosell made it. I mean, he was the reason why Monday night, because people tuned in to listen to what he was going to say. And that game got advanced greatly. And then Brett Musburger, his ability to uh, bring gam- introduce gambling in a subtle way with Jimmy the Greek, you know, electrified. And all of a sudden, the sports phone comes into play and people are talking about the line. And, uh, you know, now football just gained this incredible momentum. And then Madden kind of helped him even further along with his performance on TV. So the power of television, and I have a whole chapter in the book on television talking about those three men, how they did it. So it was great. And, and it was fun to write the book, especially to try to bring some attention to this generation, not understanding that it, when I was a kid, you know, we had to wait for Howard Cosell at halftime just to see one little clip of some other game. Yeah. I mean, even growing up for me, it was NFL primetime with Herman and Tom Jackson and you wouldn't know. And now it's obviously all over the place, red zone, everything. The book is called football done, right? Setting the record straight coaches, players history of the NFL. A couple minutes here with Michael Lombardi. Um, I think that the thought coming into week one was AFC totally loaded. So many good quarterbacks, NFC, three or four good teams. I don't know. Detroit, I think that the fact that they went to Kansas City and won, I don't care who was missing, huge. Dallas, all of a sudden, and and people are hesitant on Dallas because they haven't been to a championship game in so long, but they look pretty good. Uh, Do we, like, what's some of the week one maybe overreactions that maybe aren't overreactions? What are some things that you've seen after week one that you're looking forward to the rest of the year? Well, I think you got to give Detroit credit. They scored 14 points and beat Kansas City. Their defense came out at seven. That was a pretty big win for them. If they can hold Kansas City to uh, to the you know to what they were able to do, 20 points. I think they you know that's obviously they're improved defensively. Now they missed Kelsey, so you have to take that back. I don't think you know Dallas played really well, but Dallas played the perfect game. I don't think the Giants are as bad as they looked. But the Giants try to play outside themselves, and that's not who they are. They have to play a certain way to win. And then for me, you know, like when you look at Miami, they played really well. Tyreek Hill was incredible, but not everybody's going to play them the way the Chargers played them. That'll be a lot harder. Buffalo, to me, is the team that didn't play well, and they've got to kind of fix some things because what happened last year is happening this year. They're not physical. You know, they turn the ball over too much. Josh Allen's great. 
but they got to play better complete football. And I think we learned something from week one, but I don't think we can conclude anything from week one. That AFC North, like Pittsburgh, I didn't think they'd get dismantled. They laid an like egg. That. They laid and an then egg. They... The, the Browns going into Cincinnati or playing Cincinnati in Cleveland, just a dominant performance. I would yeah. think that Cincinnati has a bounce back, but the Browns, if they get, because the NFL, it was Mahomes was, has been one for the long time. Deshaun Watson was kind of close for a while. Then he was gone. But if he can not be bad, that Browns team might be the team to look out for. Well, look, they play great defense. But the rain was really a factor in that game. And you you can't dismiss that. The rain really played a huge factor. But this Browns defense is for real. And this Browns offense can run the football. Chubb's outstanding. And Watson doesn't have to be second to Mahomes to be good. He can be in the top seven or eight, and he'll and this team will win. Cleveland's a very talented team with a talented roster. Challenging to play them in Pittsburgh. They have not finished ahead of Pittsburgh, Bart, since 1989 in the standings. So this is a big game for them. This is a statement game for Cleveland. Are they for real? Because if they start out 2-0 and in the North, that gives them a hell of an advantage. Week two is so fun because after week one, it's like, all right, we know stuff. And then after week two – now everything everything changed. So looking yeah. forward to that. Always good to get some perspective. Um, good, good, congratulations on the book. And uh, a pleasure to talk to you, Michael Lombardi. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Bart. Appreciate it. Thanks anytime.